When you learn you have to go gluten-free, it's a shock, to say the least. So many thoughts run through your head. Do I really have to do this? So I can't have bread or pasta or cake anymore? What the heck am I going to eat? Then you start doing research and realize that it's in everything. So you start grabbing the foods labeled gluten-free that replace the gluten-filled foods you used to enjoy and your wallet cries at the cash register. Been there, done that. When my daughter was a newborn and I was already following a breastfeeding diet and avoiding my known food sensitivities at the time, which were dairy, corn, and I was limiting soy, I cried when I realized I needed to go gluten-free for her. I was overwhelmed already. I needed easy-to-prep foods and easy-to-eat meals. Avocado toast was a staple. I just couldn't see the options. Thankfully, my mom was there and helped, and now you have me. You can go gluten-free without breaking the bank or your sanity by sticking to the five staples I'm going to share with you today. Welcome to the Road to Living Whole podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I help people diagnosed with chronic disease figure out how to eat so you can live life again. This podcast is going to teach you my realistic approach to eating well with chronic disease, plus all the lifestyle strategies that are essential to truly having the life you dream of. Need a friend to help you plan meals, navigate the complicated healthcare system, and regain confidence again? I see you, friend, and I have the answers you've been seeking. Grab your kombucha notebook. Let's dive in. Going gluten-free isn't easy. Gluten in food goes way beyond the obvious. You can't have the normal bread, pasta, and all of that stuff, right? But gluten is hidden in all the foods that you would never imagine it would be in. I'm talking about things like soy sauce, marinara sauces, salad dressings, canned soups, broths in the Tetra Packs, the soups in the Tetra Packs, frozen dinners, pre-marinated meats, most snack foods, including some brands of tortilla chips, a lot of candies, most desserts, spice blends, almost all fast food, most restaurant foods, and pretty much everything that makes your life easier. So you're looking at this and you're like, what do I even eat? Do I really have to cook everything from scratch? Where do I even find gluten-free foods? How do I know if I'm even going to like these things? It's not like gluten is written on the ingredients list. Where do I find gluten? It's completely overwhelming. And yeah, it is hard. Where do you even begin? So I'm about to make your transition to a gluten-free life a million times easier. It's time to grab your notebook and pencil and let's dive in. Number one, my number one staple for a gluten-free diet, kitchen, pantry, whatever you want to call it, is produce. Fresh, frozen, pre-cut, all of it. Fruits and vegetables are naturally gluten-free and also rich in nutrients. By making these a staple in your meals and on your plate, you're naturally eliminating gluten without feeling deprived. You're also supporting your health, staving off inflammation, and supporting the healing process. Now, I do want to talk about frozen foods for a second because 
for some reason, people think that you're not allowed to eat frozen foods. And there are some perfectionists out there who tell you you're not allowed to. But I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can. Frozen foods are picked at the peak of freshness and flash frozen. So they actually do retain a lot of nutrients. You just need to know how to cook them right. And boiling broccoli in water makes it mush and it doesn't taste very good. And it leaches all the nutrients. So you want to learn how to cook them right and pick the ones that you like and enjoy stocking up on frozen veggies to use when you can't get produce. Um, It's easier for you. You don't know how to cook fresh stuff. Whatever it is, do what you're comfortable with, but frozen is definitely an option. The other thing I want to talk about is you do not have to chop your own broccoli, peel your own carrots, and all of those things. If something's already done for you and it doesn't have like spices and stuff all over it, please take advantage of it. Make your life easier. I haven't chopped my own broccoli ever. (laughs) My mom gives me such a hard time about it because it's like 88 cents for a head of broccoli and like $3 for the pre-cut stuff. I will pay $3 for the pre-cut stuff every single time because I don't want to chop my own broccoli. You have permission to not chop your own broccoli or spiralize your own veggies as well. All right. Number two, you do want to stock up on gluten-free grains. Now, what are gluten-free grains? They are quinoa, rice, corn, and oats are kind of iffy because they're not actually gluten-free because of the way that they're processed in the same manufacturing facility as wheat. Um, So you have to get gluten-free oats, but if you have access to them and can find them, oats are gluten-free. And then there's probably a few you might not have heard one heard of yet. Millet, teff, sorghum, buckwheat, and amaranth. Now, buckwheat has the word wheat in it, but it is a gluten-free grain. And it actually cooks a lot like wheat, but it has less flavor, but it has great texture. Having grains on hand add bulk to any meal, and they're, they're shelf-stable. Like, they're easy to cook. And they're easy to add flavor to. I definitely recommend having them on hand. Number three, individual spices. And I'm talking about all of them. I have the entire spice selection that you see at the grocery store. I have one, sometimes two, bottles of every single one of them in my kitchen because Herbs and spices are what gives your food variety. I actually have an entire blog post on this I'm going to put in the show notes. And I it teaches you how to use all these herbs and spices. You can make the same vegetables with the same protein, with the same grains, taste about 12 different ways depending on the spices and dressings and marinades that you use. You absolutely have to slowly start collecting all of these spices. And in that blog, again, it's in the show notes. So pull up the blog, pull up the description. It's going to be at the bottom with all the other links down there. Um, I tell you which ones to stock up on first. Uh, I recommend that you stock up on the first five and then slowly add more every time you go to the grocery store. You do not have to spend $60, $70, $80 on spices all at once. Um, But you definitely want to make sure that you start growing your collection and learning how to cook with them. 
you do not want to get bored. Boredom is the worst thing that you can do for your health and for your health goals. All right, number four, unseasoned proteins, animal-based, vegetarian-based, beans, nuts, seeds, unseasoned are the safest because gluten can be in marinades and it's often injected in broth. So like a lot of turkeys have broth injected into them and the broth has wheat in it. So then the turkey is not gluten-free. There are gluten-free turkeys and stuff out there. You just have to make sure you know what you're looking for and look for the label. It's also in many seasonings and is used as a thickener for beans and they can be coated on like flavored nuts and seeds. So when you're buying your proteins, you want to make sure they're unseasoned and you want to season them yourself. And I know that this can seem like an extra step, but going back to number three, I'm going to teach you how to use all these things so that you can make them yourself. And it's actually really easy. And if that is something you are absolutely not going to do, you can go to health food stores and oftentimes they have a great gluten-free selection that you're going to pay an arm and a leg for. But if you're not going to do it on your own, it is worth paying an arm and a leg for, okay? Number five, woo getting down the list. Gluten-free desserts and snacks, <laughs> straight up. Everybody's going to be like, you're a health coach and you're telling me to have gluten-free dessert on hand? I sure am because I want you to be successful, okay? You have to have options and replacements for your favorite snacks and your favorite treats. Otherwise, you're going to go right for that cake in the grocery store and you're going to devour it and then you're going to feel like crap for three days up to two weeks, however long it is that you feel like crap for. Some, you know, my daughter feels horrible for like three days and it breaks my heart. I feel horrible for a few days as well. Like it's just not fun and it's not worth it. So you want to make sure you know where your desserts are and where your treats are so when you're craving them, you can have them. Here's a few that I do have in my pantry in my home. Gluten-free pretzels. My daughter loves Pirate's Booty. Gluten-free granola bars freeze-dried strawberries, dried mango. I buy the organic gummies that are gluten and corn-free, banana chips, 100% fruit popsicles, and sometimes gluten-free ice cream. Yes, ice cream has gluten in it. There are very few brands that do not have gluten in them, so you're going to have to learn what those are. Um, Now, that being said, I usually buy ice cream when the craving strikes, so I don't have it at home because we will eat it. Um... So I wait until the the craving strikes so that it's actually in my house when I am craving it and I'm not tempted to eat it uh, when I really don't need to. Now, I know that this entire episode is about gluten-free staples for your home, but I think you might have noticed I kept saying gluten-free in front of a bunch of things on that list. And I'm going to tell you that I have learned over the many years that I have taught workshops, made YouTube videos, gone and done live things on Instagram and Facebook, If I do not specify gluten-free, I'm going to be getting some hate messages saying, I thought this was about gluten-free and da-da-da-da-da, okay? So don't be getting me a hard time for saying, I know it's about gluten-free, Mary, and like you don't have to reiterate it all the time. I'm not dumb. It's not for you. It's for the people who hear the word pretzels and freak out and be like, I can't believe you're telling me to eat pretzels. They have gluten. Like, it's okay. Like, and I'm not offended by it, but it's just, I understand that people hear things and they don't associate it with what I'm trying to associate it with so I get specific. All right, now, another thing I need to add. 
You cannot leave a void. And I know I stressed this when I said desserts and treats, but you cannot leave a void. If you have a favorite food, you need to find a replacement as soon as you can and make that your number one priority. And if you feel like, oh, it's not healthy and I can't have that, you know what? Who cares? If you enjoy it and you're going to eat it, whether it's gluten-free or not, make sure you have a gluten-free option available because I don't want you making yourself sick. It's not worth it. If you leave a void, it's like a black hole and it has to get filled and it's going to get filled with what you know and enjoy. So make sure that you find replacements for your favorite foods. And those are my five gluten-free pantry staples. Going gluten-free is so much harder than you think, but luckily in 2021, we have so many more options than we did when I began my journey nine years ago. There are so many shortcuts and nothing beats sticking to real, minimally processed food. That is what makes this lifestyle affordable and healthy. And when we're managing chronic disease symptoms, a foundation of real food is a must, and I will repeat it every single episode. But it does not mean that you have to be perfect. 90-10 is absolutely the way to go. And during the holidays or when you're traveling or when life is really stressful, 80-20. Going gluten-free 100% of the time, absolute must. But you don't have to suffer and you don't have to give up all of your favorite foods. You just need to find the really good substitutions. So to review, the five gluten-free staples that I recommend are produce, gluten-free grains, all of the spices in the spice collection, unseasoned proteins, and gluten-free desserts and snacks to keep on hand for when those cravings strike. When you have this in your kitchen, you are guaranteed to be successful. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review? sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend. By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health-coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.